Welcome to the Fleet Geeks podcast. We're here to help develop fleet and transport professionals. Do you want to progress and develop your skills and knowledge? We promise to bring lively conversation and debate around interesting issues and keep you bang up to date with changes in our awesome industry. The Fleet Geeks are a community of professionals and if you enjoy the podcast, why not join the discussion for free in the Fleet Geek community over on Facebook? We're on, red lights rolling, Mike. How are we doing? Uh, good, thank you very much, Pete. Yourself? Oh, I'm awesome. I'll tell you what, it feels like it's been ages, doesn't it? Yes, doesn't it? Yeah, I'm back, uh, back on the old uh, video as well. So we got uh, we get not just uh, sound, but voice as well, uh, but pictures as well. Absolutely, and, the- and interrupted because it's summer holidays. My lad's just come running in to get his uh, remote control car. It's okay, mate. <laughs> what car is it though? What, uh, that, that, yeah. uh, I think I think it was like a replica Audi R8 or something. Oh, that'll do. That'll do. Not good. Good yeah. taste. Good taste, the lads. He got. has got yeah. good taste, mate. He has got good You're taste. Talking about good taste, Pete. What on earth are you wearing? Yeah, so uh, I've just come home from uh, from the office. Actually, Mike and I have been together today, uh, yeah. haven't we, mate? And yeah, uh, it's quite warm. It's quite warm. It's like 28 degrees. So I've I banged on shorts and T-shirts because I'm going to be going to the gym a bit later. But if we have a little look here, this is Hampton United Football Club, which is the logo there. But more importantly... Look at that. Look at that, eh? Flagship partners fulfilling wow. your potential. There we go. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm wearing a Hampton football shirt, which is the local local sort of. I don't know what. I think they call us a township, Mike. A township. Oh, okay. Township. So we're yeah. not we're not a village. We're not a village. No, a township. Not a very town. Good. Yeah, they call us a township, Hampton. So yeah, yeah, Hampton, where I live in Peterborough, is like a fairly new development, and they call it the Hamptons. There's this makes it sound quite posh, doesn't it? Is the there Hamptons. the Hamptons in America that's quite posh or something? That's, so yeah. Hampton, <laughs> yeah, so we live in Hampton Centre and there's Hampton Hargate and you've got Hampton Vale, Hampton Water, uh, Hampton Lakes. And uh, yeah, we're in Hampton Centre, which sounds a little bit like... And hence like, the name of the football team, which is... Hampton United Football Club. Yeah, and they go. call themselves the... Swans, oh, the swans. swans. They call yeah. them the swans, yeah. They call them the swans. A bit yeah. like Swansea, I suppose. So, yeah. Uh, talking about football, football season is back, isn't it? How did yours... Oh, no, we'll carry on. We'll move on, shall we? <laughs> oh, he got that in there, didn't he? He got that in. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'll be... To be fair, mate, United were absolutely rubbish yesterday. So, as we speak, United opened against Brighton last week. Man United, I'm a big lover of. And, uh, yeah, we were absolutely god-awful. I thought I thought pre-season promised new things for United, but it turned out it was just the same old crap, sadly. So yeah, well, how did Pomp- how did Pompey get on? Well, we've had two draws. We've been going for two weeks now, and three-three, uh, which was promising against Sheffield Wednesday away, and then zero-zero against Lincoln. Zero-zero. Uh, oh. What about American or something? Nil-nil. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> top volleys in that game. Up on me. <laughs> No tab volley in that game. No, I love yeah, that. Yeah. Tab volley. Uh, yeah, we were yeah, very um, good on the offensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I've just booked tickets actually for Posh, uh, Posh against Lincoln City in a couple of weeks. Yeah, so Posh yeah. won. Posh won three nil uh, this weekend uh, against Morecambe, and uh, I was I did have a look out to see when Pompey was in town. Yes. So I don't know if you know, but Pompey Pompey are in town at Peterborough in uh, January. Yes, it's always a good away game. We, we uh, 
we, we always bring a big following with us, do we, at Pompey? So very loud as well. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Will, will you go and watch that one? Oh, absolutely. One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, we'll yeah. have to go. Because <laughs> there's, there's quite a few. There's quite a few, actually, League One, sort of locally around here. You've got Cambridge, Lincoln, yeah, po- uh, Posh. They're all sort yeah. of in quite close proximity. So you should get... How often do you normally get to Pompey? Well, um, obviously, in the last couple of years, it's been a bit weird. But um, I normally, uh, yeah, I normally get to uh, more away games and home games. So, uh, yeah, probably I'm trying, I'm trying to get around about half a dozen in a year if I can in a season. That's good. That's good. So, yeah, hopefully the locality will be able to get a few. You'll be able to get up to the Abbey Stadium at Cambridge. And I've never been to Lincoln City Stadium. I don't know what that's like, to be fair. Giving me age away here, but back in the 80s, it was a... It was pretty rough. It was, uh, yeah, oh, really? the days of the football casuals and the, uh, yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty, took your life into your own hands going to Lincoln. Since, since, oh, really? Back, yeah. I thought, so I thought, I thought Peterborough, like back in the day when I was in Cambridge, apparently Peterborough was, you know, tough, rough, yeah, sort of. Yeah, I think everything is it's, it's, it's history, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. Anyway, we've we've spent four minutes chantering about football and stuff, and listeners will be like, "Where's the trucks?" Talk Interesting to us about trucks. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, you have to start. You have to scratch under the surface in our industry, in our truck industry. If you do scratch under the surface, there are a lot of football fans out there. There are a lot of football. Uh, there, there are. To be fair, there's a lot of yeah. rugby fans and a lot of football yeah, yeah. fans, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Um, so this week, there's been a bit of news, isn't there, about. Uh, Grant Shapps mm. uh, is suggesting. I don't. I think it's just a suggestion at this stage about yeah. scrapping the C1 license. So, hi, it's Pete from Flagship Partners. We're really proud to sponsor the Fleet Geeks podcast. Flagship Partners offer a range of consultancy and training services to ensure that our customers remain compliant and have the best possible knowledge to be able to fulfil their work. If you're interested in support with any of our safety, HR or compliance services, or you want to train to be a transport manager or need driver CPC training, give us a call today. Just for the benefit of listeners, Mike, if they're a little bit uh, uncertain, what can you tell us a bit about the history of the C1 license? Because it was it was something that was previously well, automatic, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you, you can. Yeah, I mean, it was it was uh, if you were on a car license, uh, an ordinary car license uh, before nineteen ninety seven, you were entitled to drive a seven and a half ton up to seven and a half tons. Which is what the C1 category is. Which is yeah, what the C1 seven and a half is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, it, you know, a lot of people refer to it in our industry as grandfather rights, which is a little bit old now, isn't it? So, acquired rights is the is the uh, is the correct title. So, uh, since '97, if you want to drive a seven and a half ton, you have to pass a test. It's the same test essentially as a it's a vocational license. So you, you'd have to get a you know group two medical uh, provisional, go and pass a test, and all the rest of it. So. Um, to, to drive, but those drives, if you think about it, those drivers have now. If, if you passed your test in 97, January 97, uh, somebody told me the other day you'd need to be 42, I think. Um, to, to, you know, if you passed your car test at 17, you'd be now in your 40s. Um, so I think it, I really, this is one of those I really I don't know where I am on it, I don't know about you, Pete, but I. Yeah, so the, the, doing away with the C1 will basically give car people with a car license, it will give them back the right to drive up to a seven and a half tonner um, without passing another test. Um, and I, I really don't know where I am on this one. I don't make yourself. Yeah, so it's a, it's a bit of an interesting one, isn't it? Because 
I suppose since 97, you've then had the introduction of the driver CPC. So if they were to then drive a seven and a half tonner, they'd need to get their CPC, CPC wouldn't they? Yeah. So there would be there would be an element of training uh, required to get their initial CPC. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I don't I don't I don't know to be honest. Like it's uh, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a strange one really because obviously it was deemed to be okay previously. So. Before 97, you automatically got C1. Did you also get like a, a caravan as well? So like pulling a trailer? Oh, yeah, you had a C1 plus E, but you had a 107 restriction code, which basically, you know, with a C1 plus E, with a 107 restriction code, you could basically tow anything. But of course, the government's now done that again with the removal last year, the latter part of last year, they removed the requirement for a car license holder basically to take a trailer test. So... You know, that, that kind of negates that, really. So I suppose in many ways, this is the next natural step for the government to take. Um, yeah. So I think I think with the seven and a half tonner, I think it's, they are big vans, isn't they? They're big old like, at risk of At risk of, like, getting shot down by people. But a seven and a half tonner is a big van, isn't it? It is it a is. big van. I mean, yeah, it, it, but you, you're talking air brakes, but you know potentially not. Not I know not all true. seven and a half tonners have got air brakes. Some have got fluid brakes, but air brakes. You're talking forward control, so you you sit in a position which is you know you're not really used to even in a big van. Um, you know you could either call them big vans or little lorries, <laughs> depending on what, well, which yeah. way you look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, exactly, exactly. So I think um, I think I think you know one. Part of me, I guess, says, why not? Uh, but, I, you know, I'm all for road safety. So it's a bit of a bit of an odd one, really, because there, there is such a big gap, isn't there? So in, in our, for, if you were to argue scientifically about it, seven and a half tonne is a lot closer to the weight of a car or a van than what it is to a 32-tonne tipper. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's, you know, so it's a lot closer that end, that isn't it? End. If you yeah. if you if you, yeah. if you sort of think about it from that point of view, um, but I do think I do think uh, uh, you know a um, uh, the CPC. I think I think maybe there could be like we could simplify the transition. So yeah. rather than just going, let's let's sort of do do away with um, uh, the 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 C one. Well, when when I say it, are we are we saying that correctly? Should we bin the driving license category C one? We're kind of reintroducing it, right? Yeah, kind of reintroducing, it, but make it a and you know make it an acquired right. So you will you acquire it when you get a when you pass your ordinary car, car test. So yeah, it's, it's essentially yeah. means that you haven't got to pass a test to to, to yeah. Because at, at the moment, at the moment, if you were a new pass, you couldn't get a C one, could you? No, 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 you'd no. So so yeah. you'd have you'd have to do your your category C license. So. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think it'd be good to introduce a short, um, you know, a short course, maybe like a driver assessment introduction type thing, along with the initial CPC and yeah. C1 away you go after, I don't know, two years driving experience of cars or vans. Yeah. Uh, and here's, here's the introduction. I think, I mean, at the moment, as I say, it is only a suggestion. It, it, I didn't, I thought they were all on holiday, the MPs. In fact, I didn't even know that. I didn't even realise that Grant Shapps was still the Transport Secretary. I thought he'd, I don't know, we, we don't know where we are with the government at the moment, do we? So, uh, but it, it was just a suggestion that's come out of his department. And, um, you know, there's no, 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 no one's saying it's going to actually happen. I think they're going to con- go to consultation. Um, interesting to see what the trade associations have to say about it because 
I think they're like me. I think they're just going to be sort of, well, you know, there's arguments for and there's arguments against it. Um, there definitely, so, definitely is. It definitely is. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Yeah, I asked. I asked the on our Fleet Geeks Facebook page, uh, which if you're not already on it, folks, get get a look at that on our group. I, I posed the question at the weekend, and I mean, I'm not I'm not boasting here, but there's a lot of people who come on onto our group who's, who who we trust their judgment and we trust their opinion, and we, we welcome everybody's opinion, of course, and we trust everybody's opinion. But these particular people are are well known in the industry, and you know, I think. Reading between the lines, they were quite divided on it as well. You know, uh, some might think that it's going to devalue, in terms of from a driver's perspective, it might devalue push wages down. I don't know, but um, but the other side of the coin is it could be an introduction into the industry for some people, an exciting opportunity to start at the bottom rung, so to speak, and and, and work their way up so, and get and gain valuable experience. So yeah, I don't so know. I. I, I... I, I agree. I think it's a good opportunity to introduce people in on uh, on on less of a commitment financially from a training point of view. I think it gives people a good, you know, when I sort of think about it logically, it gives people access into the into the world of um, uh, working as a as a sort of professional driver. I think um, you know when you listen to um, the statistics that come from the highways, uh, highways England, as they now like to be known. I think um, I've got to make sure I get that right. Um, they, uh, you know, they say that the the, the most risk of greatest risk of fatality or at work injury is in in a van. So yeah. you know, when we when we look at the sort of statistics, then uh, I think I think why not why not go for it with the C one? Yeah, think, uh, yeah. I think that's uh, not a bad chat, mate. So. Should we open it up to the floor, really? I think, uh, yeah, Absolutely. I'll be interested to see who's listening and what people think um, and uh, whether they uh, they think that it's a good idea or not. What do you guys think to opening up C1? I think there's been a there's been a lot of discussion online about it, hasn't there? So, yeah, it certainly has. Yeah, yeah, drivers tend to, you know, you know, don't tire everybody with the same brush, but drivers tend to be a bit anti it because they feel that they might devalue the you know, uh, the whole thing. Um, operators, I think what must be remembered though, Pete, is operator. If you're an operator, you, you're going to have an, if it's going to be a seven and a half turn, it's going to be on your operator's license. So therefore you've got some responsibilities on your operator's license to make sure that people are properly uh, trained and versed and all the rest of it. But of course you've got the health and safety at work out. You've got pure, if you know, you're providing a workplace equipment, which in this case is a vehicle, then you've got to give people adequate training instruction and supervision so it's not just going to be chucking a load of keys at drivers and saying crack on um you know there's going to have to be a framework around it and, and thankfully those seven and a half tonners possibly be safer than vans because they will be managed under an operator license regime so you know arguably and 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 inspected regularly and inspected yeah. regularly as part of that so i think um i think you're absolutely right and i think um the onus has definitely got to be on the operator to, to ensure that they're only allowing people competent to be able to use the vehicles. Um, you know, it's important that they make sure they're competent. So, uh, yeah, I think it's a, a really interesting debate. So let's, uh, yeah. Pop on the group, folks, and let us know what you think or in the comments to this. Um, I just say, it, it, it caught me a bit by surprise and, you know, I'm kind of going to go either way on that one. Perfect. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Catch you on the next one. Catch you on the next one, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share with your friends and colleagues too. Join us for free on Facebook with the Fleet Geeks community for transport and fleet managers. Fleet Geeks offers ongoing professional development, networking and mentoring too. So get in touch with me, Pete Rushmer, on any social media platform to find out more.